Hello, and welcome to a very, very special episode of Balm and Gilead Flying Duo. I am your normal host, Brian. This is my lovely wife, Renee. She's been on uh, once before, but you've not seen her face. Hello. All right, and something cool about today is it is December, December 3rd, which means we are in the first week of Advent. Technically, I think tomorrow is the second Sunday of Advent. I don't remember all how it works. Don't pay attention. Right. Well, I know there's, I guess it starts with the Sunday. Yeah. But there's 25 days. Right. Right. Yes. Technically, it starts on a Sunday, and I haven't done the math. Every time that Christmas is on a Sunday, I always get confused as to when Advent starts. Is the last Sunday the Sunday, or I always forget. We don't do a very good job with Advent. <laughs> anyway, so what is Advent, you may be asking. Advent is the time that we um, we prepare for the coming of Christ. Uh, it represents the 400 years in between Malachi and Matthew, where the long-awaited Messiah was waited for the most. And we remember it now even more because we're waiting for the Messiah to come again. So a lot of the music for the time of Advent uh, tries to tie those two together. Um, but most of the time, I think we just kind of hang out with good Christmas hymns. Um, o Come, O Come, Emmanuel is, uh, is one that almost everyone sings. Yep. Um, so that's what we kind of wanted to talk about today was Advent music. So what are we listening to? Well... I, Brian, have been listening to the Palm and Gilead Advent playlist. Yes. Whenever the kids will let me. The kids have their own playlist. They do. With their own preferences. Like I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Yes. And you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> Which I tried to add to Brian's Advent playlist and was quickly told that it was, it was unacceptable. Like, could you uh, <laughs> start your own playlist? Um, but I don't see what the problem is going from, music. you know, I'll come, I'll come, Emmanuel, to yeah. you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Yeah. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> just lump would. it all together. Just lump right? it all together. Absolutely. Um, so uh, I... Put to, I started putting together an Advent playlist last Christmas, and I think I really started to get into a good uh, rhythm of Christmas music probably sometime after Christmas. Uh, I found some some really cool music, and I was like, oh, wow, this is really neat, but it's already January. Mm. I should probably stop listening to this. So I brought it back full swing. Uh, so let me talk a little bit about what's on this playlist, and we will have a link to it in the show notes. Uh, and it could potentially morph between the time you're listening to this video and the time that you check it out. Um, at the top, we have a four. There's a four-track EP from a band called the Oh Hellos, and it is meant to be listened to in order. Uh, there's four movements, is what they call them. movement one, movement two, movement three, and movement four and if you listen to it all in a row they they blend together really well but they don't have uh they're, they're not necessarily as continuous as say like a solos album where if you listen to them on shuffle it doesn't feel weird it doesn't feel like you're jumping in in the middle of a song do you want to talk about each one or do you want to give like a broad overview first i could do that 
So that's uh, that's the O'Hellas. Uh, then we have Sarah Sparks has uh, has an Advent album as well. Um, we have an Advent album by Caroline Cobb. She is one of the singer-songwriters that works with Cardiphonia a lot. Uh, we have uh, the Advent album from Poor Bishop Hooper that they released last year. Right in the middle of every psalm, they released a couple different albums on hymns. They were just they were just crazy uh, last year. Uh, we have one by Wilder Atkins. I think he's worked with Cardiphonia once or twice, but he's he's got some other good stuff out there. And uh, Nathan Partain. Nathan Partain is one of the the main guys that works with Cardiphonia. And then more. And then Sarah a couple Sparks. couple more Sarah Sparks songs that she has as well. Um, so that's basically what we have. The Oh Hellos, Sarah Sparks, uh, poor Bishop Hooper, and then some guys that have worked with Cardiphonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, oddly enough, Cardiphonia has two Advent albums that they have released, and I don't really like either one of them. I didn't either. We, we tried. I just didn't really like them. There are a couple songs that I like. There are a couple songs I really, really didn't like. Um, so that's what we have on the playlist now. Uh, so let's... So I've already kind of talked a little bit about the Ohellos. Did you want to add anything? Yeah. So to give a little background, I used to be really into finding all the indie bands and had uh, a lot of very like uh, kind of like a literary nerd, um, very picky taste in music. um, Like when I was in high school and college. And then once I got into reading poetry, I kind of, stops listening to music so much. Um, but I still really appreciate indie bands. And a lot of times I don't really listen to music at all unless it's something Brian like brings to my attention. So when he told me about the Oh, oh Hellos, I was like, eh, I might listen to it, might not. Um, but I actually really like, I think it's my favorite thing on the playlist is yeah, those, those four, uh, songs. four songs. Because, I mean, every band that thinks that they can make a little money off of it does Silent Night. Yes. You know, like they want to make their Christmas album so they can make a little money. But I thought that they uh, did a really good job having these. What is it? Is it four? Yeah. Four songs. They blend all together. They're interesting, even though you've heard the songs before. And um, and I really enjoyed them. Yeah. And and each track is is a medley of two to three songs. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, they typically will play the, the full song of one and then kind of a couple snippets of of another one. Um, and it jumps around, uh, drastically. It, the, the first movement has, uh, it's a very kind of light, tame first song, you know, rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. And then it jumps into some like really high intense song uh, yeah. at, at the end of it, but it doesn't feel weird. It, it feels it was really nice. Like the movement is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then it, and in each one of the songs does something really special musically. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel kitschy at all. And it just feels, just feels really, really nice. I highly, highly recommend this, this album. I actually wouldn't limit it to being just during Advent. Yes. Like I think it's just good. You know? Yes. And, uh, the album is called the Oh Hello's family Christmas album. That's the, the official title for it. Um, yeah, and that was actually one of the goals is I, I'm not a big fan of seasonal music. 
We'll uh, get into that. We'll get into that. Let's talk about that after the playlist. All right. We'll <laughs> talk about that after the playlist. Um, so the next is uh, Sarah Sparks, and her album is called uh, Advent Part One. And then she actually has the part two is, uh, is an Easter album that she has. We are obsessed with Sarah Sparks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Just a little bit. Yes. Um, we are. We are obsessed with her. I love her voice. Um, I think she has a really nice uh, kind of indie folksy sounding mm-hmm. voice. And um, yeah, I really like... I was, so I used to like, I was pulling out some, making the kids Christmas playlist, which their Christmas playlist is just Christmas seasonal music. Um, And it is separate, very separate from the Advent playlist and never shall they meet. Um, But I had put some she and him, Zoe Deschanel, Christmas music on there. But, and I used to like it, but I was listening to her voice compared to Sarah Sparks' voice. It's just not. It's just not no. as good. It's so much more. Yeah. Her voice is very effective, affected in a very little bit nasally and trying too hard. She's a one trick pony. She is. Yeah. And so I used to really like it. But when I was listening back to back from her music to Sarah Sparks, I was just like, no, Sarah no. Sparks is better. So you probably want to talk about 400 years on there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this this album, there's some songs you'll be familiar with. God Rest Merry Gentlemen, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Uh, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, which uh, I think that one might be a little bit different than, than what you normally find. I don't, I don't remember. But uh, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different um, version. It's a different version. But 400 Years is probably my favorite song on this album. And it's just a it's just a really cool song, and it really captures that that Advent spirit about you know, we've been waiting these four hundred years, you know, and for four hundred years we heard nothing, um, and even in like the the book of First Maccabees, it says there hasn't been a prophet since Malachi, uh, so God stopped talking to his people, in for four hundred years until the angels came and declared, you know, Christ is here. Uh, there was just nothing. There was just silence. Uh, and so Christmas Here Without You is the first song on there. And that's kind of a sad song. And it starts the whole album. I always find it interesting when albums start with a sad song. We talked about that during the uh, Poor Bishop Hooper uh, review. But Well, she's not afraid to do sad. She's not music. afraid to do yeah. sad. She has some excellent laments in, yeah. in her, in her uh, discography. So yeah, I very much enjoyed enjoyed that too. Yeah. And this album came out a while ago, but it's new to me. I found it last year whenever I started doing my Sarah Sparks deep dive. But I believe that this, this album came out in I guess it was it came out in twenty twenty. It's not been too long. Um and then let's see. The next album on the list is Caroline Cobb, and it is called uh, A Seed, A Sunrise, Advent to Christmas Songs. And this one, uh, this one came out a couple years ago as well. It came out in 2020. Um, I was already listening to Caroline Cobb when this one came out, so I remember when it came out. So I've been listening to this one. This is my third year to listen to this one. So you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you've listened through this a lot more than I have. 
-hmm. but would you say like hers are more straight up versions and less like um, tinkered with like the Oh Hello's versions of some of the songs? For um, for Sarah Sparks or for Caroline Cobb? Caroline Cobb. So Caroline Cobb, this one is, uh, it's all original. Oh, they're all original. <laughs> I didn't even think. Yeah. I, I listened to it and I just didn't think, um, so I'm not as attracted to her music mm -hmm. as I am some of the other ones. I didn't think she was as interesting. Yeah, they're very mellow. That uh, they're not, yeah. they're they're very much like coffee shop uh, songs, like just kind of. I, I like the lyrics musically. They're they're not as dynamic. That uh, said, I do like them for like I like to just have music going during the day while the kids are playing and while mm -hmm. we're doing homeschool and stuff. And so I thought they were nice in the background. Whereas if the Oh Hello stuff was on, it's like, well, I can't really read over that to the kids, so I had to yeah. turn that off. Um, so it was nice background music, I thought. Yeah, Oh Hello's is incredibly dynamic. Like, that is a keyword I definitely use to describe it. Whereas Caroline Cobb, it's more mellow. Um, it's it's more uh, it's more lyric-focused, less instrument and musical-focused. Um, but I, I really like the album. It's, it's, a, it's, it's very... I need to give it another listen. It's very strong theologically. Um, and it's just... Yeah, I like it. I think I let my obsession with Sarah Sparks um, cloud over. It's <laughs> not as good Cobb. as the Sarah Sparks album. The Sarah Sparks album is significantly better. Nothing is. It's yeah. good. <laughs> um, but, you know, so uh, I didn't have anything else I'd want to say about that one. But the Poor Bishop Hooper, mm -hmm. I really liked that one in there because I felt like all those, if I'm remembering right, mm -hmm. they're all very stripped down and very yes. like, isn't it just her and the piano, most of them? A lot of them, yeah. yeah. Not not every one of them. Their Okamakami Manuel is a little bit more funky. It's got some interesting percussion. Mm -hmm. um, but it's all just classic Advent hymns. Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. I, I liked that yes. one in there. Um, her voice is very beautiful as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Leah, uh -huh. yeah, Leah and Jesse. Uh, this is a pretty good, typical Poor Bishop Hooper vocals. Uh, we have a lot of just jesse and leah and sometimes they sing harmony over over their own we're also obsessed with poor bishop Hooper. <laughs> and, and they and they know that we are yeah they know so that's, that's nice <laughs> so it's not creepy right um, and but i liked their song choices yeah. uh, of the father's love begotten is a beautiful song that you don't that's hear a really anyone good doing one too. it's very haunting how it's she a, sings it it's a very haunting song so of the father's love begotten uh was the first time i ever heard that song was in seminary uh, I had to conduct it and it is unmetered. And so we had to learn how to conduct an unmetered song. And so that one was interesting. And so I always think of that one. And then uh, let's see. Yeah. Come along, expected Jesus. Lo, uh, how a rose ever blooming. <laughs> come with Emmanuel. And then good Christian friends rejoice. I love that song. This is a fun song. Yeah. So we need to teach that one to the kids. Yeah. So it's just it's a it's a good it's just nice song choices not not necessarily um, your standard choices. Oh, come, come, Emmanuel is and come along. Expected Jesus is, but the other three are just nice little surprises. Um, very very pared down. Like this is a this is five recordings of Christmas songs that they did while also writing, recording, producing, and releasing a song a week to, for the Psalms. But it's nice to have those, like, if you listen to this 
on shuffle. I kind of went back yeah. and forth. Like I like to listen to the oh hellos all in a row, mm -hmm. but then everything else I liked better really in shuffle. shuffle. And so, um, so I was switching back and forth the whole time. But yeah, I like having the pared down ones. Yeah. In contrast to some of the more dynamic ones. dynamic ones. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, so they came out with that one last year. So like that CD came out in, in uh, 21. Um, Wilder Atkins. Let's see. This CD is... I haven't listened to him as much, but um, I've had several sources tell me that they think his voice sounds like Brian's yes. voice. His style of singing is nothing like your style no, of singing. No, it's not. It's more like kind of lazy, relaxed. I don't know. How would you describe that? Yeah, it's, it's super like chill. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like like he doesn't have half the energy to sing this song. <laughs> right. So the, the album is called Nativity, and it came out in 2009. In a good way, I mean. Um, yeah, so we, we kind of were introduced to Wilder Atkins from multiple sources, I think around the same time. Um, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest, biggest fan, but I, I like his stuff pretty good, and this album is, is nice. It's a nice, chill, laid-back yeah. album. Again, this one, like the Caroline Cobb one, it's really good on shuffle. It's got some nice uh, instruments, um, some nice song choices as well in the bleak midwinter. Um, th there are a couple different versions of this song that I had on the playlist at one point in time, and this is one that won out. And then um, I like his "This Is My Father's World." It is, but he the is girls a... did not like that. We were teaching <laughs> them that hymn. Um, I had that on our homeschool playlist, and they rejected it because yeah. they thought. They're just like, his voice is lazy. We don't like him. Yeah. But I, I actually kind of like his style. Yeah. And I like that it's a, it's an unusual choice for an Advent album. This is my father's world. But Jesus is the yeah. creator. Yeah. And, uh, and says everything that was created was created through Christ. And so it's a very appropriate song on an Advent album. Yep. Um, so yeah. It's a wilder action. Yeah. And this is probably the album I've listened through the least. It's probably, it's, it's a... Uh, it's the one that I think I add, I decided to add last, uh, but it wasn't physically the last one I put on there. But um, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's a good album. Uh, the one that I think I was most pleasantly surprised by was the Nathan Partain album. And this album is called um, The Beauty to Come, and it was released in 2019. So it's it's not uh, not too terribly old, but um, I wasn't really listening to Nathan Partain when it came out. Uh, he is one of the Cardiphonia guys. He's also what's the church that he's with? No, it's not Providence. No, um, it's um, it's the one that you really like. I really really like some of the songs that they do. Um, Reform. Is it, is it something? It's like something. a really basic name, like a like every Presbyterian church name. Yeah. Isn't it like Reform Presbyterian? I don't think it's quite Reform. Redeemer. Redeemer. It's it Redeemer. Redeemer. Yeah. yeah. Like every other Presbyterian church. It's Redeemer Presbyterian, I think. Yeah. And <laughs> um, uh, I really, really like a lot of their music. Not all their music. They have a lot of music. But I like um, I like a lot of their stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Nathan Partain's kind of new to me. And I actually... It is growing on me. At first, I was like, I don't think I like this. Can mm -hmm. I take this off? And yeah. then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't take that one off. And he's like, no, you can't. And so... Um, but I, I think it's growing on me. And 
definitely worth listening to. Yes. And this album, it is absolutely an Advent album. When you sit down and listen to the lyrics, it is absolutely about, uh, about Advent. I mean, there's a song called He's On His Way Down. And there's Emmanuel. another one, When the Lord Came Down. Um, yeah, Emmanuel, We Have Seen His Glory. Um, yeah, so there's... Uh, yeah, arise and shine. Your light has come to the Emmanuel. Yeah, there's just a lot of. It's very, very Advent, but the musically, it doesn't feel. It's not seasonal. Uh, this is an Advent album for all year, and uh, and that's one of the things I really like about it. My favorite song on the album uh, is called "Glory to God in the Highest," which again is a really solid Advent title, um, but it doesn't focus the entire song on the nativity or on the shepherds it, it talks about it but it talks about all of scripture it picks three one barn singing yes yeah you yeah. sing it in the car yeah um it uh it focuses on on four stories i do like that one three of them are from the old testament it talks about david it talks about gideon and it talks about jericho and normally i hate story songs but yeah. actually listening to that one a second time was like, okay. Yeah. But I think I need to give that whole album like a solid listen on its own. Yeah. It's hard um, when the kids are screaming for candy. Yeah. <laughs> and movies and computer time and all that good stuff. Um, so it's it's just a really cool, that song is a really, really cool song. A glory to God in the highest. Um, and as we said, this is a, it's an Advent album, but it's for all year which is also what we said about Sarah Sparks' album. Um, and that's kind of the theme of this playlist. There's a couple more just Sarah Sparks um, singles. One's called Little Child of Mary. One's called, and then uh, her version of Low How a Rose Ever Blooming. Um, both of those are just really nice. So we just put those on as well. Because we, I don't know if we told you this, but we're pretty big fans of Sarah Sparks. Yep. Sarah Sparks, do you want to be on the show? <laughs> if you want to be on the show, check your email. Yes. Uh, if you're listening to this. Uh, but yeah, what I really like about this album, uh, the Oh Hello's songs are the most seasonal on here. They're, they're the most more traditional Christmas songs. But especially the rest of this album, it's just it's a good album that you could listen to all year long. Uh, it, don't, it doesn't feel like, why am I listening to this in the middle of June? Um it's Advent and Advent isn't, you know, we, we don't stop waiting for Jesus to come back in January. It's true. You know, we, we should always be saying, come Lord Jesus, come quickly. That's, that's how we end the show. Um, you know, then that's, that essentially is the, the heart of Advent is come Lord Jesus, come quickly. And, uh, and I feel like this, this playlist kind of captures that it is seasonal. It is, um, advent specific but it doesn't feel overly so well so we're gonna talk about seasonal music yeah so i always felt like one of the sucky things like I, i'm one of those people that i don't listen to any christmas music before thanksgiving ever like i just don't it's wrong i won't do it i don't usually we did a little bit early this year because we were sick but we typically don't decorate till the day after thanksgiving either 
But when I think about that with church, like all the best hymns are like Christmas hymns. Yeah. And then you only have four Sundays. <clears throat> yep. And then what if you get the flu one Sunday and you miss that Sunday? Or two Sundays. Or two Sundays. And so you have like those four Sundays and you're trying to cram all of the good hymns in there. And I don't see any reason why we can't sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel in July. Right. Or God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Yeah, it's another good one. <clears throat> and so um, it kind of stinks that it's so relegated to that one month, you know? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. The water. I'm good. We're getting over the flu. <laughs> Some of us are. Some of us have just been talking all day. <clears throat> yeah, so um, I've, I've said before, you know, I've, I don't really like Christmas music. And really thinking about it, I don't really like seasonal music. I want to have music that I'm going to listen to all year long. I don't want to just wait for December to come and then pop out the Mariah Carey. I don't particularly like Mariah Carey, even in December. But um, you know, I would prefer to have one playlist that I'm going to be listening to all year long. And um, you know, we get to Christmas and Pentatonix makes its way back out. Every everybody comes out with their version. <clears throat> Everyone comes so out with their version. So I have an argument for seasonal music. Okay. But I think like religious seasonal music is different than just cultural seasonal music. I would agree. So like <laughs> I don't want to listen to I want a hippopotamus for Christmas ever. But if I'm gonna have to <laughs> listen to it like only in December, I don't want to listen to it any other time of the year ever. I put all of our Christmas books. All of our Christmas DVDs and any Christmas CDs we might own in our Christmas decoration boxes after Christmas. And I do not take them out of the basement until it is Christmas time again because we we don't do that. If we're at the library and they pick up a Christmas book, I said, no, put it back. We're not reading it's not, it. It's not Christmas. We're not reading it. But I think like that's different than religious like Advent music. Right. I think Advent, like you're right. Like we are waiting for Christ all year long so there's no reason we can't listen to that all year long yeah but cultural seasonal music is very different cultural seasonal music is very different and 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 not saying there's not a time or a place for it what i'm saying is i don't like it none of it i like i I want a hippopotamus for christmas that is the (laughs) best non-religious christmas song the Peanuts theme song is the best non-religious. You, that, you can listen to that any anytime. You're saying even words. But also, it makes me sad. Well, it's supposed to be a little sad because Christmas is a little sad. It makes me think sad. of Arrested Development. And I feel like uh, it's so good because it is, good. it is a little bit sad. Yeah, I would agree. But I also think you could listen to the Christmas to the Peanuts Christmas album any, any day of the year. No, I think it's wrong. It has a Christmas feeling. (laughs) It's wrong. Um, I think that, I, you know, I actually do enjoy Christmas seasonal music. And that's fair. You're entitled to it. I like uh, Run Run Rudolph. I do like it. Run Run Rudolph. The original one. I do like it. And I like Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. tree. I sing it all the time. Are you going to like it after this year? (laughs) Um, Why after this year? Oh, because of the little toy we have. We have because the toy that sings we were the gifted song. a little toy that we were that. given one of those. Amazing, They'll break it before the end of the season. Yeah, one yeah. of those amazing toy gifts. That's a Christmas tree that they dancing. broke the other one last Very year. Very so They'll, they'll yes. break this one. Um, 
Yeah, I actually do enjoy seasonal music. And I think it goes along with like, and you're going to laugh at me for this, but do we decorate seasonally? I mean, I'm very minimal about how much I decorate. Yeah. We do have a Christmas tree up. Do we decorate technically? I mean, I have like three things on the mantle. We do have some decorations up. We do. Um, but, you know, we decorate our house seasonally. I think it's okay to put out some seasonal music. Yeah. <coughs> There's a lot of trash Christmas music, though. There's a lot of trash Christmas Because it makes music. so much money, and some people will buy any Christmas music. Like the 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 Lauren Daigle Christmas album where there's it was really bad. It's so bad, but it was like Sorry, Lauren so Daigle, popular. If you're listening to this, it was it was you know, so she knows popular. it was bad. You know she does. You know she does. She phoned that thing in. It, it was, was so bad. But like, there's the weird trombone. Yeah, it was really weird. It was that album is just bad. It's just bad. We were gifted that as well. Yeah, and then our kids really enjoyed it, so they listened to it over and over again until um, we lost it. Until we. Mom lost it. It was gone now. I'm sorry, babe. I don't know sorry. where it is. Um, it's the good thing about CDs. It is. You can lose them. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not saying there's not a time and place for, for Christmas music. I'm not going to say I'm not going to sing, like sit and sing along with it. And that there might be a moment where I'm like, yeah, it's it's a good day for Christmas music. But just in general, it's just I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest fan. I think that... Like, I think it's a really ancient thing of marking the seasons. Like, there's folk songs, harvest songs, you know, like harvest festivals. And so I think it's a very natural human thing yeah. to want to, like, mark different times of the year. Yeah. And so you've got your Christmas music and your Christmas movies. Yeah. And some people like them all year long, but I don't. And I feel very, very differently about Christmas movies than I do about Christmas music. So this isn't, yeah. like, every sort of Christmas seasonal medium. It's just music for me and uh yeah and i just i think that it just has to do with i think it probably really has to do with the oversaturation what's the matter oh can you pause it <laughs> so uh as i was saying um i think that one of the things that i don't like about the christmas music is just that there is this oversaturation in the in the market um everyone is making christmas music and it feels like it's all about the money and I think for a lot of for a lot of it, it is, um, and it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. They're all required to fill, yeah, to to do the one Christmas album, yeah, because they know it'll sell. I know it'll sell. So I mean, everyone buys Christmas albums, and they just to listen to them once a year. Um, well, and the Lauren Daigle one was so bad because she's got a unique style, yeah, and then the album was not unique at all. It wasn't. It it, um, was it reminds her voice, me, but that was it. If, if you remember um, the uh, the movie, the per, uh, Pitch Perfect 2. Right. The the second one where, where Snoop Dogg was trying to make a Christmas album. Oh, yeah. And they're like, this is just a boring Christmas album. It's just right. a Snoop Dogg singing a boring Christmas album. Right. And it was like a plot point in the movie. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of like when like all the Christian bands started covering like the, the worship music, the worship music, and they, yeah, yeah, like and they each had their version of the different worship music, and it was just because it will sell. Yeah, and so okay, all right, Junior's good sister, night, sweetie, and um, night, and so yeah, it just it just feels like it's all about the money. Even though some of it's probably genuine, but it just feels like it's all about the money and it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, I remember in seminary, 
my one of my teachers was, was telling a story about how a previous student had written one Christmas song that got recorded by someone and then got recorded by someone else. He ended up making a million dollars off of writing one wow. song. So if you can write one Christmas song and make it big, you can retire. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, sorry, I had a train of thought. I was thinking about skip it. I don't remember. Just, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember when, uh, when Zach Williams signed his contract, part of his contract was annual write a Christmas song. It was just in his original contract for the first hour. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Yep. So I, I was giving she and him another listen. And mm. this is like an old album. I think yeah. I listened to it in like college. Um, and I mean, it didn't hold up to Sarah Sparks, not only because of the voice, but because um, it's just like godless. It is. It's just like there's nothing, nothing about Jesus at all. And so while I think like the seasonal music can be fun, Mm-hmm. It's like only so much of it. And then I'm like, okay, but what is this all actually about? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What is Santa about? Yeah. Santa is about presence and, right. and this godless morality. And we right. parties. Yeah. We, uh, we teach our kids to be good. And if they're good, they'll get toys. And if they're bad, they get coal. And it has nothing to do. We with, don't teach our kids that. We don't teach our kids that. <laughs> no, we teach them about Krampus. No, we don't. We don't, we don't teach them about Krampus. <laughs> Krampus is, if you're good, you get toys. If you're bad, Krampus comes and eats you. That is a real thing. I didn't make it up. Our kids don't believe in Santa. No, they don't. Uh, Because they believe in Jesus. And the reason for the season is Jesus came. And he didn't come to be a baby. No. He came to grow. And to to grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God and with man. And to live a perfect life so that he could die. So that we could uh, be imputed with his righteousness. And that, and that's why we celebrate Christmas, is not because of his birth, but because of his death. And um, and so just this over, this over seasonal like, it's all about Santa and it's all about toys and it's all about family. You know, family is not the reason for Christmas. No, it's not. Jesus is, and um, and not because he was a baby, but because he died for our sins. Well said. And so, uh, so with that, I say, come, Lord Jesus, come quickly.